Hey guys, this is Jay here from Gym Aware. Really hope you're enjoying Coach Tomato's podcast series so far. Here at Gym Aware, we've just released our brand new BBT product, Flex. Um, so I just want to give you a bit of insight into what it is and how it could help you as a coach or athlete. Flex uses brand new laser optic technology to measure barbell velocity, so like Gym Aware, it's highly accurate. The device connects straight to your iPhone or iPad. We've had an independent validation study to confirm that Flex is highly accurate. We have loads of awesome features already and our experienced development team continues to work on software updates each and every day. Key performance metrics are available including both peak and mean velocity, peak and mean power, distance, bar position and bar path. If you guys want any more information on flex, velocity based training, just be sure to reach out, go to our website, check us out on socials as well. But for now we hope you enjoy the rest of Coach DeMeyer's podcast. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting edge information or a place where you can find different opinions from forward thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 74th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of GymAware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into the minds of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by performance nutritionist and the author of Peak, the new science of athletic performance that is revolutionizing sports, Dr. Mark Bubbs. Doc, thanks for being with us, man. Hey, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, especially yeah. these times. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, brother. But man, it's great to see you. you know, it's great to catch up a little bit here. Glad you're doing well. But before we get too far into this, bud, who is Dr. Bubbs? Yeah, I, I like the uh, I like the new platform here. I mean, it's it, performance nutritionist. You know, I mean, I, I in my practice helping athletes, helping general public, trying to you know improve their performance, whether it's on the playing field, whether it's in life, and and you know, from a professional standpoint, it's yeah, we use nutrition, we use exercise, we use lifestyle, and uh, you know, it's been twenty years now, so it's been kind of cool to see how all these things now with the interwebs, it looks like there's more people interested in this stuff than I thought twenty years ago when it was a uh, tougher to find uh, people that were of the same wavelength but but yeah I mean that's from a professional side and then you know if you look at it from 30,000 feet we're just trying to help people right I mean, people have whether you're an elite athlete whether you're going for the Olympics Tokyo 2021 whether you're a coach or a mom and dad at home I mean everyone has their <clears throat> you know their performance goals in life or in sport and I think you know we, we just try to you know provide some support for everybody who's trying to get to those goals. I think that that's really a great, uh, just a great overall encompassing statement too. And I think all too often people look, they get too entwined in this whole 
are you in a silo are you this are you doing that like what's your role but at the end of the day like you said the thirty thousand foot view is everybody's just trying to help everybody mm. yeah i mean <clears throat> that's it i mean i think it's like when you really think about it when you get deep on this stuff it's like what are we really trying to do you know i mean we're all competitive especially if you're in sport you can get a lot of type a's and um which is great i mean competition breeds performance it makes you better all, all that good stuff but it's like we also need to know ourselves a little bit as well because you know the other side of competitiveness is disagreeableness right and we've seen that with athletes at different levels and at what point does that start to hinder our progression if we're can't get along with people can't get along with coaches teammates and now all of a sudden that thing that was helping us to be better the better the best version of ourselves now isn't helping us right um and so i think that's a big part of and maybe this is more for the practitioners because when you're young high school collegiate player i mean those are maybe bigger questions that you're you know you're so immersed in the now you're probably not thinking about but i think even as practitioners it's like well hey we got to think about that stuff because ultimately yeah what are we here for what are we trying to do we're trying to just be a part of the process for this individual because really it's not us that's doing it i mean it's still the athlete or the client that's doing the thing to get them to where they want to go you know despite the fact that they're working with x coach or x practitioner right yeah and i think that the faster we can all figure that out the better off we are and i think that we all kind of have that little aha moment where we start to realize that it's not really about us and it's about other people and I think that's a really awesome lead into the first question, Doc. You know, as a guy who, I mean, a researcher, a guy who's been to school and dug enough to change his first name, <laughs> there, there's obviously been a learning situation that, that made you have that spark. So if you wouldn't mind, Doc, describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, when you, you know, 10, 15 years ago when I focused more on nutrition, you delve into all the, the the details and the nuances and and you know knowing the stuff of nutrition like you would do if you were a strength coach and of course along the way it becomes a little bit different than even training because training you, you got to you know perform the lifts you got to you do it in front of you're doing something physical whereas in nutrition you're getting information from someone and you know it can quickly turn into almost like a game of jeopardy because just information being passed back and forth and um you start to realize that you're trying to tell clients or athletes, you're trying to just appeal to their, to their analytical side, right? Giving them information and just that information is going to lead to better changes. And certainly it does to a certain degree, but you know, you start to realize when I started to see our kids at Canada basketball, who are the upper tier kids who were playing, you know, division one basketball and looking to go to the pros. And over the years, you'd be giving them information. Hey, this is what we want to eat. This is how frequently all these types of things. And they, you know, they would take some on board, but there's a lot of, there's a lot that's still left on the bone there that we wanted to get done. And then all of a sudden they make it to the pros and within two or three months, they're doing all those things. I'm just like, well, wait a minute, what's going on? How come they're doing them all now? And they weren't able to do them all before. And you start to realize that the environment that's around them starts to make it much more conducive for them to want to make those changes. The people around them, right? The fact that their peers are more likely to be doing those things all of a sudden, you know, we call it culture sort of leader follower dynamic of, Hey, everyone else is eating that or doing that. So now all of a sudden the behaviors start to set in. And, you know, this is something that, you know, years ago when Steve Nash was a county basketball, we used to use him as a, to show the guys, Hey, if you eat well and do this, you're going to be able to play until you're 35, 40 years old. And, and that's all well and good. But, you know, we see now in, in the 
mental performance side, if we can actually close that gap to have examples that are closer to the athlete's age, you know, like a kid who just left college or a kid who's in the same bracket, just that mirroring of being able to see what that, that other kid's doing really helps to change the behaviors even more so than, you know, the information piece is still important, but like, how do we set the environments that makes it so much easier for the kid or the athlete or heck, the coach even, right? We're trying to change coaches' behaviors all the time too. How do, we, how do we get it so that it just becomes a bit more natural progression for them rather than having to go around with a list of things that they're trying to remember to do every day? You know, in the short term, you need to do that. But in the long term, if we can just create that environment and then have the people around them who are influencing that, then all of a sudden these behaviors stick. And now, now you're getting progression without having to remember to get up and eat this or have this kind of snack. You just do it, right? You know, what I think is awesome about that and kind of funny is that I kind of had like a little aha moment when you were saying that. And it's like, we all talk about how especially this younger generation is so me centric and everything needs to be individualized. And it's like, mm. how are we doing things for you? But the minute they see someone else doing something, it's like, well, I want to do that too. I want to do it. It's almost like the dog in the dog park, right? The dog wants your attention. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, that dog has a stick. I want that stick. There you go. (laughs) There you go. And and you see it with different, you know, teams of just the practice intensity or or when you go in the weight room with a certain team and there's a certain environment in the weight room, all of a sudden it's like you can sink or swim, man. You got to, you got to meet that level or those expectations or else. And I think that's where things really start to shift because the group is setting the standard and now you really have to follow versus, you know, we all need a bit of external motivation of the coach or the strength coach, the practitioner saying, Hey, do this. But once we can get that coming from inside and the, and the players lighting the fire to keep up, that's when we can really get those, those changes. In. Yeah, no doubt, man. I love that. I, I think that's awesome. Cause I do, I think that that's something, especially today, if you can meld that environment around them being the people who are making the rules quote mm. then it's everything just flows and it's like you can just get out of the way because they're the ones doing it even though really they're doing what you've asked them to do all along yeah you're still sort of shaping the path and the person sort of feels more in control but you set those bumpers up so it's it's harder for them to kind of go off right i mean it's and to your point athletes today want to know why you know that helps them to be more compliant but you know, that, that just knowing isn't enough. I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta be deeper than that. Yeah, no doubt, man. But listen, doc, let's get, get here to the second one. Cause you know, mm-hmm. you're working at the top of the top when it comes to the game and, and you've, you know, gone through the schooling and, and written a book. So there have been times where you've, you know, had to dig and figure things out. So I'm fired up for this. If Dr. Bubs could ask one question <laughs> and he knows he's going to get the answer to it. What would that question be? Hey, man, and if why? If we're going big like this, I mean, I want the big questions. So my, my first one here might be a bit too broad, but it's like, why are we here? You know, I'm in my early forties now. I got three kids. Like, why am I on planet earth? What, why are we here? You know, I think that that's a question that if you think about that for a little bit, all of a sudden it's like those other questions that we just talked about, about helping other people, supporting them, helping them achieve their goals. Like all of a sudden, Hey, it's nice to get a win for sure. We're competitive. We want to, you know, exceed expectations. We want to achieve this. We want to achieve that. I don't know. I mean, you think about over the long arc of things and, you know, I'm sure you see this as 
any coaches, strength coaches, it's like the relationships you build, the people that you help along the way, that whole community that you build becomes so much stronger. Um, so, I mean, that would be the first question. Why are we here? I'm not sure anybody knows the answer to that one, but hey, you, the way you teed it up, apparently somebody does. So I'll, I'll take that one. Um, but maybe dovetailing off that is back to that idea of just just trying to know, you know for athletes to kind of know themselves a little bit better, practitioners, coaches, um, because we're so busy now, right? It's go, go, go. We got, it's amazing to be able to connect with, with social media and podcasts and everything else, but the days just seem to be fuller now. You know, there's less sort of downtime podcasts are amazing but you know i always feel like i'm always listening to something you know we're always taking in information and there's not as much time to just you know be quiet for a minute just get some silence you know for a lot of people let's get outside maybe you know park forest whatever um but i think if you can start to you know understand your 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 tendencies and then you know if we want to really connect this like understand your values like what's important to you and this is one where even from a coaching standpoint, practitioner, again, you know, what are the things in your life that are important to you? If you had to pick a list of five values, like, and then when we actually step back from that same sort of 30,000 foot view and look at their actions that were, you know, where we're participating in the things that we're doing, do those line up with those values? Right. And I think even for, for college players, that's something good to do because it's like, Hey, you, you know, you did this or you didn't train or you decided not to do that. Well, you also told us that it's really important for you to be the best at this or, or excel at that. And those two things aren't lining up. Um, and so I think it was a way to just be able to sort of highlight that a little bit, just to, because again, we're so busy, it's difficult to appreciate that, you know, a lot of the things that we do aren't in alignment with the things that we actually want. And that's where we get into this kind of struggle of why am I not achieving or why am I not feeling fulfilled? Um, and I think the, the nice part with that too, is you, you start to understand yourself. And so it's not just, you know, you, you know, just because again, this is, comes back to the idea of it's, it's, it's okay to fail, right? It doesn't mean the person's a failure. Um, and I think if you know yourself a little bit better than, than those, it's, you, you embrace the opportunity to, to challenge yourself and, and then possibly fail versus, you know, otherwise it can be, it can be tricky. If all your confidence is, is, is all chalked up into the fact that you got to be the winner or you got to be the best on the team. Hey, we all want to be the best and compete, but like, if, what happens if you lose? Then what are you then? You know what I mean? So if we can build up some of those pieces, then yeah, you can lose a game, you can lose a competition, and then you can come back, you know, stronger. And I think it's whether you're an athlete or a coach or a practitioner trying to make a change with someone, you know, that really helps because, you know, I mean, we need consistency with effort, right? I mean, I think we were just talking about this before the podcast, like we need consistency with effort all the time. And that's the hardest thing, isn't it? I mean, it's, People can bring the energy on the biggest game, but we need the energy all the time. So how are we going to do that? And whether it's training, nutrition, whatever. Yeah, no doubt. I think that the most underappreciated thing is what's the cheesy quote being an everyday guy, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's hard, man. Like it's hard yeah. for us too, you know? Yeah. And I don't think anyone ever, you know, it's tough to even fully, fully achieve it. But I think having that mindset, you know, that idea of win the day, that idea of like, all right, we've got to get to work. And I think, you know, the cool part of the, the guys who do the best, you tend to see those qualities. It doesn't matter what domain and life that they're in, right? They just show up, they do the work, you know, and, they, and they're consistent with it. Yeah, you throw some talent to on it. top of that and you're really, whew, look out, man. Yeah, there's something to it, man. But I think that you started to go down this rabbit hole a little bit here on the third one, Doc. You're talking about people figuring themselves out and 
unplug in a little bit, but let me get you out of here on this one, brother. What's your escape? <laughs> well, it's funny because it used to be training and exercise, right? Because that was just like you get out, get the endorphins going, get the blood flowing, clear the mind. Um, getting now with three little kids at home, it's getting tougher and tougher to do that. So these days it's it's getting outside, it's getting out, getting out just in nature, turning off the, the phone a little bit and, you know, go for a walk, do something with the kids. But you know, getting some exposure to nature is awesome. You know what I mean? I think I think we're seeing that now with even just, again, technology is phenomenal. But we, we got to walk that bit of a knife's edge with it. It's easy to get too much or too into it, you know, and especially in the holidays, you know, like how can we turn off for a day or two days or three days and just be bored, you know, with the family or friends or whatever, because there's things that happen in that sort of time. So I think, you know, for me, it's, it's getting outside and, you know, being lucky enough to be, be close to some, you know, water, or the ocean. I mean, jumping into some freezing cold water, man, that's nothing, there's <laughs> nothing better that lights up lights everything up, puts things back into perspective, right? Your brain's just thinking, man, get out and survive. You know, everything else becomes, you know, background. So, you know, everyone's got their own, their own things probably, but I think for me, that's, uh, that's been a big one in the last, uh, last couple of years. Well, I think too, is, you know, we were talking more about the situation we're living through right now. I think that that's even more and more important today mm. because when all you're doing is hiding inside, like, yeah, you know, and it's not, it's so funny too, right? Because we talk about how all these things, like the things that work will always work and they'll always be there, like acupuncture and yoga and walking by the beach to reset your autonomic nervous system. Like yeah. the Russians that were doing that before we could talk to Russians. Like this is yeah. nothing new, you know, yeah. like, but all of a sudden now people are like, oh, well, when you go for a walk in the woods, you feel better. And it's like, oh, gee, thanks. You know, it's, 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 and it's amazing how now we have a whole science behind this and then, yeah, the pathways we're starting to understand, but it's like, yeah, from thousands of years ago, everyone knew, Hey, take a minute, go out, go, go find some nature. And all of a sudden those bits of inspiration start to come back, that bit of motivation, that creativity, all those things. Like you mentioned, you lock down, you're stuck inside. If you play an indoor sport like basketball, Hey, it's great to be active, but you're still inside again, you know? So it's like, Hey, we got to get some fresh air here. We got to get exposed to the elements a little bit. And, you know, it's a good time especially end of year to, to be doing that, but you're trying to curve some time. And even again, practitioners, coaches, same deal, right? Cause they're working hard, grinding. And it's like, you spend your whole life inside now with the, unfortunately with the COVID situation. No doubt, man. No doubt. Doc, truly grateful for your time, brother. It's a great to see you. So glad we could get this down, man. You too, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming out the time. Yeah, man. Well, we'll be, we will be in touch real soon, my friend. Thank you. All right, buddy. Play well. Yeah, man. Cheers. <laughs>